Hello and welcome to the second edition of the films that slipped under the radar in 2017. Thank you so much for joining us again. We have quite a few films to get through and I know Candy is champing at the bit. Champing? Chomping. Champing. And Crab is looking more and more like a bona fide horror fan. So here we go. Let's get into it on this follow-up edition of Little Pot of Horrors. She's here. Got everything? Yeah. Okay. Ready? You two of you will go away. Have a nice time. It'll be good for you. A little bit. These are very small glasses. I know that I haven't been the greatest friend. Excuse me, <laughs> haven't I seen you in, in something? Well, you're on TV, right? This is uh, this is my friend Anna. She's she's also an actress. <gasps> Have I seen you in anything? No, I would be surprised. God, you're so lucky to get paid to do what you love. <laughs> what is it? It's just a really dumb horror movie. You have to take your clothes off? It's like the tenth time in two years. You ever feel like a whore? Do you ever feel like a whore? You think I'm desperate and disgusting? I've just never seen someone look at me with so much disgust. Jesus, you are so innocent. We're gonna die out here, and it's your fault. Your life is over. My life is over. We'd all be over soon enough anyway, it's right. Okay, so Always Shine is the story of two budding and highly competitive. One may be a bit more aggressive than the other. Young actresses who spend the weekend together only to discover that they don't really like each other anymore. Um, and things turn... Terrible. Oh. Sour. Hitchcocky. I was going to go with something more stronger, but... <laughs> All right, Crab. Lead us off. Um, I was just... It was like a 50-50 average. If I had to watch it, I'd watch it, but I didn't really need to. You've just had a remarkable way of words. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what a wordsmith. <laughs> Directed by Sophia Tackle, um, who starred alongside Joe Swanberg, uh, who some people might know in Ty West's creepy contribution to the original VHS anthology, and that short was Second Honeymoon. Look, I think this film's very good. Oh, wow. Very good. No. I really like this one. Oh, Christopher. I did not. Candy, I'm half with you. No, look, I think both leads are amazing. I think the actresses... Yeah, they're um, good. Mackenzie, You're blinded by the women. Mackenzie Davis. Think? I think he's blinded by the women. They were good actresses, though. I hated oh, this movie. This film. Which one? Mackenzie no Davis. No way. Caitlin Fitzgerald plays that character perfectly. They're both very good. Don't okay. get me wrong. Right. But I ironic- thought that... Are they meant to be the same person? No. No. So she killed her and then took on her personality. Yeah. What a Spoiler. shit film. I hate everything Spoiler. about this movie. I would give this nothing... Or maybe point four out of six. <laughs> he got straight to the right. I fast forwarded. He does not want to involve himself it's in this conversation. House. I hate these type of movies. Tell me why you liked it. Chris? Well, firstly, um, the acting is incredible. Terrible. Mackenzie Davis ironically plays a hooker in the new Blade Runner, which oh. I thought was funny because she's re- they're really rallying against women being um, cast in those roles. The hooker in the new Blade Runner movie. Yeah, you know the group of... Russian prostitutes. Oh, oh, is she the main one? And she's the one that gets later called up to the home by the hologram. Um, she's fantastic. And Caitlin yeah. Fitzgerald, she plays her role really well. And she's ironically credited as lovely girl in a film called The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Which is like art imitating life, imitating art. Because she's actually reading that script in the film called Stones, which is about... Trolls and yeah. goblins. Are you sure they're not meant to be the same person? 
Definitely, yeah, definitely not. not. Because what about the boyfriend who says, I knew once I gave you a lift and he never gave her a lift. Well, he, he gave the other one a lift. That was because they, he got confused because she ran away. She had taken on the persona. Yeah. And that's a good point that you raise. I thought this film only turned sour or went shit is when the male figure came into it. When she started dating him at the end, I thought, this has lost its way a little bit. And it was because yeah. there was an actor. He was still okay, but he wasn't as strong. But didn't you think this this was so well made? It gave me the creeps. Like no. When the, when the camera was following her when she was on the phone, and then she just... That appeared. was good. That, that was, was really so good. good. Yeah. And then when she'd done away with her and they'd swap roles, it's like, this is very good. So what was it? She she could see yeah exactly it's Mm. been done. So in 1992, Hand Rocks the Cradle, whatever it's called, and other films of that ilk. No, I hated this movie. It was I actually fast forwarded a little bit at the end. I was like, get to the end. This is shit. And so what was that? Just a ghost of the other one hanging around, pretending to be her old self. I think sure it wasn't like it meant to be um, a little bit of. You know, no. Fight Club. I think I think it was also like guilt that she was feeling guilt for what she had done, and that's why she couldn't continue yeah. with it. Yeah. And I think that last thing that shows that the police have arrived at the house terrible is that she had actually done it. <laughs> yeah. So, point four. <laughs> it's dropped from one point three. No, I gave it zero. I gave it zero point four, didn't I? Out of six. I have Always a few comments. Shy. Plus, I also hate these movies about how hard it is in the Hollywood system because it's been done a lot lately. Been done well with Starry Eyes and. Starry Eyes very good. Whatever. But don't you think it's relevant in this kind of post Weinstein era? <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, but no. What crap? Give it to us. Um, I just think there are a few things that let it down, like um, the shower scene at the beginning. That woman did not know how to have a shower <laughs> so it was just for show i was like what do you she didn't know how to wash her hair well, did you not notice she was like can you get my shampoo and then she came out with her shampoo and she kind of just pulled it through her hair she did no scrubbing or Maybe anything it was conditioner no she said can you get my shampoo <laughs> two in one anyway yeah, my point is one. it was for show <laughs> if you're gonna do something properly do it properly yeah. you know there was a uh, woman in the shower. I wasn't going to be noticing how she was shampooing. You couldn't see her boobs. Side boobs? Anyway, <sighs> there was that. And Girl. there was also... Stop yawning. <laughs> there was also... This movie put um, me to sleep. There was another bit where she was rehearsing her play. Mm. Caitlin Fitzgerald's character was rehearsing her play and the other... Yes. Suddenly she knew all the lines to this play. But didn't you like how they just turned and she showed her aggressive nature at that stage? I liked it, but no. it was un- it was unrealistic no, because I suddenly didn't. she knew all the lines. Yeah, it was stupid. Like it was it didn't make any sense. Maybe there had been a scene It took me out of the movie because okay. I went, That's not real. Did, did I even I get it that it's a movie. Is there an element of suspending disbelief just nah, a little Not for me. Not even no. Not even for washing people's hair. No. <laughs> But um, I, I thought did this was like it a was mi- it was like a midday movie. This is the sort of movie that on a Tuesday oh at one o'clock on Channel Seven bit. would turn oh, up. I would take like, the day off. Yeah, oh, out of here. I did think it was very realistic in terms of how jealous women can get of each other. I thought yeah. they did that very well. And that's definitely the which is story. the point of it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe oh, that's yeah, why I didn't buy into horrible. it. Horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I thought it was the camera work was great. The editing was great. The sound design was really good to show you that descend into this nightmare existence. Is this getting more than a five? No, nothing's going to go beyond super dark times this okay. this time around. But again, Spoiler alert. <laughs> my good time continued with this film. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I'm going to get, what did I give the last one? Five. No, that was before. Oh, raw, 4.8 maybe? No, this is better than that. This is a 4.9. Oof. Yeah, so there... Look, put it, I watched these three in a row. I had really good night each night. I'm I knew happy you guys you. wouldn't like it. I, well, I didn't hate it, but I gave I it a three out of six. It has its origins in Mumblecore, I thought. I could just watch these people just interact with each other. All right, so you gave it what? <laughs> point four. And you gave point it... Four. Point four. That's point two out of three. You become cantankerous. Yeah, I know. I told you I was getting <laughs> cantankerous with these shit films. And I thought of even... I, I thought of... Defriending you on uh, Facebook because of <laughs> you, these movies you're making me watch. Um, I gave it a Raw. three because it was like North Melbourne, just irrelevant. 
<laughs> the suburb or the football team? <laughs> the football team. I don't mind the suburb. Good cafes. Sorry. No, I hate when people hate on North Melbourne. I don't know. I'm not. You mean the club? The, club. the football club? I love North Melbourne. They should just go to Tassie. No, no one wants to play in Tassie. That's offensive. Anyway, this made 12000 at the box office, so you'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, That's just from he, her mum and dad going to see it a few times. <laughs> For this, in fact, was uh, Lawrence uh, Michael Levine, who directed Gabby on the Roof in July, which stars the director of Always Shine. I'm gonna I'm gonna seek that out. Oh, let okay. you guys know. Please don't tell us. <laughs> that might be on the next episode. What I, what Definitely I, tell Cam. What I would like to say about this film is, let's move on to the next film. Okay. <laughs> and that next film is. Who's that? A girl in my class. Zero friends. Super weird. I thought we were friends. Why did you accept my friendship? committed suicide. There was a video uploaded. I urge you not to watch it. I saw the medical report. It is insane. So according to you, Miss Woodson, this video just magically appeared on your timeline. I'm not posting this. Did you try changing your password? Yes, yes, I've tried everything. She's been back in my friends list. You have no idea how crazy that is, do you? That is what code normally looks like. Not this. This isn't code. It's her. Possessing them and haunting them. We've all been dying for her! If I was a 14-year-old girl <laughs> and I was having a slumber party and all my 14-year-old f- other girlfriends were coming over and we wanted to watch a movie that would make us squeal and hide under the covers, then this would be do the trick. Mm-hmm. However, I myself am not a 14-year-old girl, so I don't think I'm the target audience for friend request. Let's um, break it down a little bit. It's about a popular college student who graciously accepts a social outcast online friend request, but soon finds herself fighting a demonic presence that wants to make her lonely by killing her closest friends. Mm. Okay. I said it's okay. Oh. That were my notes. Okay. It's okay. And I said, as I said, I'm probably not the target audience for a film like this. It's okay. It's probably suited for a younger audience as I just said at the start there. It's certainly not groundbreaking. No. Um, but it does have actually a few good jump scares. Mm, and yeah. just, to, just to scare 14-year-old girls and 14-year-old boys. jump scre- uh, scares that where you watch the screen too closely and you think it's a car ad, and then like a head will pop up. And it'll be like, that's cheating. Like, you scared me, but there was no technical proficiency in that. It was like a YouTube video. Correct. Well, that's what I think it's trying to be because she's even watching a YouTube video yeah. that does that with a cat. Um, I said it tries to tap into this new so-called online bullying or stalking genre of horror. Um, I, yeah, I'll never watch it again. No. <laughs> Did you get through the whole thing? I, oh, I fast-forwarded a little bit. <laughs> um, I also watched this in the middle of the day. At and work? No, I wasn't at work, <laughs> but... My uh, my three year old son didn't like it. <laughs> oh, don't people will believe you? <laughs> no, it was my six year old. He was older. Oh, God. Um, I did he, think the you know when she's looking in the mirror and there's that creepy face behind her. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. The, this is this falls into a little bit of that same um, 
you know, those kind of, they were relatively cheap but popular horror movies that came out and they're hits with teenagers. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any of the titles, but <laughs> maybe The Conjuring. This is probably less than that, but yeah. that type of crowd would probably think this is okay. Yeah. It is that very mainstream horror, cheap scares, basic plot, lowest common denominator horror, but the one that's probably, out of these films that we're going to talk about, probably raked in the most money. Yeah, well, that's right, because it's oh, got really? an audience. And it's, it, it, to me, this is probably scarier than some of the... It's definitely scarier than Raw or Super Dark Times or any... What was the other one we watched? That horrible film. Always from, Shine. Always Shine. This is at least trying to be horror. Like this feels proper more horror. like a traditional horror film. Yeah, that's probably why I liked it more. I would give it... Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait. Crab. We don't mark until the end. Sorry. There's rules. Crab, did you... Um, did there you were rules. No? <laughs> I watched it with you. Oh, you did too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you jumped a I th- few times. I thought. <laughs> I th- yeah. I squealed and ran out of the room a couple of times too. I actually thought Crab was on her phone sending messages. No, I was, I was making like, notes. She's not taking this podcast seriously enough, and it was taking. You were taking notes. I was. And also checking how many friends you had on Facebook. I'm reading them now though, and the notes weren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought. I actually thought the. The script was pretty average. Like the dialogue is, was yeah. horrible. Yeah, this, this had three fucking writers. <laughs> what else have I got here? A lot of cliches. Um, that funny cop at the end. Why was he making jokes? What that? I fast forwarded that. Bit. He was a strange character. They felt it was an like odd. They felt like they had to slip him in there to show that there had been some kind of investigation into it. But he could have easily just been left out. But why was he being funny? This Nothing else in the film was funny. But this is the thing. This film... Can I just run with this a little Absolutely. Bit? Go for it. I think this film tried to have all those horror tropes. And that was one of them. Like the bumbling cop that was kind of incompetent. It had like the loyal sidekicks. One blacks, one's white. A goofball friend. A jilted ex. Or a jilted possible lover. Yeah. And then an all too perfect boyfriend. Perfect. <laughs> but I and I was about but to say, didn't Wes Craven sort of def- defunct all that in 1996? But it borrows from that kind of Elm Street playbook. Mm. Like it's trying to create those characters that were introduced to in, in the like 80s. Yeah, in the 80s. Yeah. But this time, instead of like trying to avoid sleep, they're trying to avoid Facebook. So they're trying yeah, to update right. it, make it contemporary. But fuck, Miranda is no Freddy Krueger. No. She's an emo chick that sits mm. in the corner of the room, and no she one would. And, and girls, and girls, because they're so nasty to each other, yeah. would never even care about it. The dickhead kid at uni. I don't know about that. Nah, they didn't. Shut your mouth, crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she wouldn't have friended her. That's there's no one that's nice anymore. Oh, look, I, I Facebook world. They're nasty. These kids to each other. Well, who's the guy that runs Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg actually tried to get this out of cinemas. Well, I was just waiting for him just to wander in and just like disconnect the account and say, this show's over. Mm. I think that's why he wanted it out of theatres because it's bad for Facebook. Doesn't well, she the, try and... It never ever mentions it. No, Facebook. No, it doesn't, but no. you know it is. Well, I, I read something interesting. If you have anything related to the FBI or the CIA in your film, you have to give them like five screenplays and they get final cut on the film. Oh, yeah. So I thought that Facebook might have had some influence over this at all. No. But obviously no. they found a way around it somehow. Yeah, we're just calling it... They well, don't they actually say Facebook it. And then you, there's not, you don't see Facebook ever. But even the, the design word. of the site... Yeah, it is Facebook, yeah. but they've got rid of it. So Anyway, let's move on. But the, instead of <laughs> likes, they call it like big ups or something. Can I give you some more trivia? Please. That lead character, the woman, is actually Australian. Yeah, I saw mm. that. Mm. And she's an overachiever, so I don't like her. Was she in Mel- She's a percussionist oh, from no. Sydney, and she would receive the Premier's Award mm-hmm. for being that smart. Which which state, though? And she was which in McLeod's Daughter as well, I think. No, she wasn't. <laughs> 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 Maybe it was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> what, do you, what did you give it, Candy? Uh, two. That's I, one out of three. I liked an update on the witch mythology to an extent, but I would give it 2.3. No, I gave it three because, again, irrelevant. I think if you give something 50%, you actually don't care enough to rate it. That's where I'm going I don't. With re- my I would have just happy to not ever watch this. I, I would happily not 
watch it again, but I don't mind watching it. I mean... If you were at a slumber party with 14-year-old <laughs> girls, is that what you're saying? This is post-pillow fight when we just crashed and we need to Everyone's scared. Everyone gets <laughs> scared. I mean, lights off, girls. Yeah, that's exactly what it's made for. That's the crowd. Yeah. And that's the target and audience. it would go quite well for them, I think. Exactly. Mm. Perfect. All right. So, we can all agree that take it or leave it, yep. it was okay. Okay. Yep. Not okay. Okay. A little bit okay. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our next <laughs> film. Say okay again. Now, I feel that this might be a little bit divisive, this film. And it's called A Ghost Story. When I was little, we used to move all the time. I'd write these notes. And I would fold them up really small. And I would hide them. What'd they say? They were just like things I wanted to remember. So that if I ever wanted to go back, there'd be a piece of me there waiting. After a fatal accident, a spirit is forced to endure an existence of mere observation, confined to a place hard to escape. This is directed by David Lowry, who did... Ain't Them Body Saints with Casey Affleck and Mara Rooney. This film made $1.6 million at the box office. So this wasn't... That's bombed. Yeah, this wasn't a huge success. It reached six figures. They would have paid more just to have Casey Affleck stand under a sheet. I doubt he was under that sheet. Casey Affleck wasn't on set long. There is no way he was under that sheet. How much did this cost to make? Do you reckon they had a stunt? Oh, if I, if, from what I know about Casey Affleck, he was not under that sheet. He would have been like, oh, get that guy under the sheet. What do you know about Casey Affleck? That he's just a douche canoe. Mm. Is he? It's Isn't Ben Affleck. I'm pretty sure it's Ben Affleck's charges? son. <laughs> right? I thought it was Julia Roberts' niece. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Ain't Them Body Saints was amazing. And uh, David Lowry also worked as an editor on Shane Cruz Upstream Colour, which is also a wonderful film, if anyone gets a chance to see it. This one explores kind of the enormity of, of life. <laughs> Yet those fleeting, important moments. Would you agree, Crab? This is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I cannot. I actually wrote rubbish, one out of six. Uh, Wait, well, well it can't be. Rating. You, yeah, can't, because it's you can't say one out of six yet because I've already given a film less than that. So I've seen a movie tonight point, that's point, worse than that. Let's talk to me later. Now, do you know the reason? Uh, yeah, I don't. I think Crab's had enough to say already on this film. But the reason is, is it doesn't. This film doesn't fit in a podcast called Little Pot of Horrors because this is not horror. This definitely. This not is. Horror. I mean, what's next? Hearts in Atlantis. <laughs> We've lost credibility with this. <laughs> Look, it has a ghost at the heart of it. So, did, hold on, did you like it? Yes, he did. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna review it for did, Chris. Kenny, he would have loved like this. It? No, just a yes but, or no. Did yes, you like I did it? like it. And and Chris, you liked it. Too. He would have loved it. Okay, carry on. Did you love this? I really liked it. Oh, yes, I know. But really this is a this is this is an art house, house film. <laughs> yeah. But I t- I've got to tell you something that happened though. And I've been keeping this a secret because oh, I was about... I've been waiting for some yeah. anecdotes. You've been one, a bit short There's 1.30 in the morning I watched this because everyone had gone to bed and obviously, and as, as I was told you, my, the kids are young, so they're in bed by 1.30 in the morning. And I sat up and I was watching this and, I, and at my house, behind our house, there's woodlands. Like there's wood... Is that what you say? Woodlands? The bush. <laughs> the bush. Anyway. I've <laughs> been watching too many horror films. In the woodlands behind my house. <laughs> Anyway, the bush. And so I'm sitting there and the back door is always open pretty much. Yeah. It's locked, but it's a, it's a screen door. And so you're hearing things like possums and that and, the, and there's people out in the bush and you don't know what they're out there whispering to themselves and things. <laughs> but I'm sitting there and I'm watching this film and it does build tension. I told you it was not a, it's not a horror film. It's not even trying to be a horror film. No, no, no. But it's, it is quite sort of spooky in a way. Um, and so I heard all these noises and then I heard this thump on the back there's another door like in our laundry and there was something banged in the laundry and so we and we never open the laundry door because it just goes to steps so you never ever use it it's never yeah. probably only been unlocked, probably opened 
maybe twice. And so I thought, and so I thought, oh, well, it's just nothing. So I left it. And then I'm sitting there watching this ghost story, watching Ben Affleck under a sheet. And then there's the Can scene where he starts, you know, I'm, you know, starting to think what's going on here, and it's, he's sort of building tension. Um, and then there was this another thump, and so I went into the laundry, and the back door was open, mm-hmm. like it opened a little bit. And so I, sheet on the I t- no, but I turned like I looked around. I opened it. And I thought I was hope it was just a possum maybe banging on the door and it knocked the door open. And when I came back, so I looked around. I looked in the boys' room. I looked out and back study room and everything. Came out and locked it. I turned the outside floodlights to make sure there was no one in the backyard. You were brave. I would have been under the couch. Oh, and then when <laughs> I came back to my computer because I was on a computer, it had been, it sort of was closed more than I'd left it. I'd, I'd left it sort of open a little bit. Oh, no. And when I opened it. The lady in the film was still eating the fucking cake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew you two. When I was watching her eat that pie, I was like, these two with their ADHD are going to be beside themselves. You like the slow burn. I like it. Oh, no, it's brave. It's brave filmmaking. It's like, you trying to get away with this it's hard to get away with it like i could watch <laughs> that was a long anecdote wasn't it Rooney do anything but <laughs> i like that you're blinded by the girl again he's blinded do you know what it was it was like forcing me to watch a whole movie of that stupid scene in blade runner where the guy's going to pick up the toy horse oh. what's creme mush what's a what's the it thing it doesn't is it it, the a third Master of cycle? the movie is a woman eating pie on the floor a third of the movie. I know. I'd been, got, I'd been looking. I'd been looking for the ghost in the back of my house for at least twenty-five minutes, oh and I come back God. still gone. I know like what you're going to say, but I don't mind oh. it. I know what you're saying, and I that's true. Said, I thought you were going to say like Miranda from Friend Request was going to be on your computer yeah. screen. I just headbutted her and said, "Get out." <laughs> no, I. It was uh, self-indulgent. Well, that's the easy answer. Do you know what though? Can I make a point? Mm. I thought to myself, this is very self-indulgent. And then I went digging a little deep and I found out in an interview. So David Lowry, is he the... Yeah, he's the director. Explain that the entire movie is based off of his life and relationship with his wife. So it is self-indulgent. Yeah, well, that's okay. I think there's still a story to be told. But the story is about how he didn't want to move to Los Angeles from Texas and leave his home behind and he got the dialogue from a conversation he had with his wife. I thought it was pretty, it's a pretty universal kind of story. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way it looks. It looks good. I and I like the scene out the, the front. The square? You know, I like the square? Oh yeah, the yeah, square's the right. point. That was just them trying to be arty. I also <laughs> like the scene where he's dead, although who, get, who gets to a crash out in, the, in your driveway? How my fast dad, was you leaving? My dad used to tell me that 90% of accidents happened in the driveway yeah. to stop me from taking but my either, seat. But either way, that scene was fair. In the green room, his car rolled into him and squashed him between the car it's, and the garage. It's good, though, where he's sitting there. He died. The camera's just panning back on the on the house, you know, and there's a bit of smoke. You're not sure what's happening, and then you turn, it sort of slowly it pans around, and there's the smash. And the little kid running across the field. But, jeez, it is slow. I like, must admit, earlier, when they got to all of that, I was like, they didn't build their relationship. They didn't show the accident. But I was, like, condemning it for that. And then later on, when they showed their relationship through montage, it was like, that's why. Because get to see it there's later. enough. There's enough. Like, they're, they're in bed. Did you feel, like, a, like, in your heart at that time, thinking, oh, they had this moment together? And they didn't appreciate it for what it was, and then it was gone. No. And he had to endure like eternity, reflecting on it, and then yeah, I like all that. It. And plus, who, who knows? Maybe there's a ghost in this room right now. You oh. never know. But that ghost could be us, because that's essentially what it was. But uh, but he ha- was haunting himself. Are there any such thing as ghosts? Was. He sat on the on the piano. That was oh, yeah, that's yes. right. That's him who makes the noise. But is there any such thing as cow ghosts? What? They're everywhere. Well. Are you talking about? Well, Hagrid's only demons. humans. Oh, Wouldn't right. there be like ghost dogs and cows? And I think there's a ghost planet. Canara- it's like kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drunk? Yeah, a little. <laughs> I, also, um, I did hear noises at the back of my house, but it probably was possums. That's uh, horrifying. It was a bit scary. That was, I, I did you think. You have a problem with possums, though. But, uh, but, uh, and the back door was open. So I don't know Never what happened do there. That again. They'll get in, man. 
No, I don't know. It was probably a ghost. And then it was actually Ben Affleck. <laughs> no, not it's Ben. It's not Ben. Casey. <laughs> Casey. I like Casey. It's probably yeah, I like him too. And I like that this director knows exactly what he's doing. Good on him for trying with this film. I reckon it could snip, a little snip here and a snip there with a few scenes because it is drawn out. But my main concern is why are we talking about this? We should be talking about this on the up late in the art show world of podcasts, not the oh, little pot well, of horrors. We're refined. Sometimes we expand our horizons. And at the end, we'll talk about this, you know, changing the goalposts and what horror entails now. Yeah, it's but I want to see like a slumber party massacre or something. <laughs> the driller killer or something. Let's get oh, into some of that. Killer, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> Come on. But I, I still feel this slow burn stuff is going to break crap down a little Hearts bit. Hearts in Not at no. all. Not a little bit. This was... This was aimed more... Wuthering Hearts kind Not of at moment. all. I was... I uh, To be fair, I had to watch it in two parts because I was watching it with a friend who refused to keep watching it and I had to turn it off. Where and did I had you to turn off in the later. first sitting? Where did you stop um, it? Pie I'm pretty time. sure it was just <laughs> after the pie. But the, pie. the other yeah, thing the, about... The pie bit was so bad that we had a conversation about whether you would classify that as a pie or a tart while it was happening. Mm. That yeah. shouldn't be happening in a movie that's trying to build suspense. It's her grief. No, I don't think it was... Building suspense, even and also, and also even the sheet. The sheet is like a little wink to the audience, saying, oh, "We're not fully serious here. We're being we're being a bit playful because the ghost is like a kid dressed well, up it in could a take sheet." Any form, who's to say it can't take that? The I'd like the only other bit I really liked was the other ghost, the lady ghost, who's waiting for someone she doesn't know who she's waiting I for. I must admit that lost me. I thought that was a bit hokey when <laughs> no, when she looks across. Came up. Nah. What would have lost me if there was a, like a monologue? Like Casey Affleck was no, saying no, things no. like, oh, I can't stay here anymore. It doesn't do that, though. No, it doesn't. That would have killed me. It does nothing. But even <laughs> <laughs> but even that interaction with the other sheet, I liked it, but I just didn't like that were kind of, that it needed something. I just didn't like watching this because I didn't think it fits in. I'm not wasting my time. I want to see some blood. And I knew that you were going to like it. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it, it was brave. I thought this I was, think po- it was I thought- unconventional, and I like that. I read really good reviews about this. It, when you see, and keep this in mind, when you see at the start of a film, A24 production company, it's going to be interesting because yep. they make all these kind of quirky, offbeat films. They're putting money into independent films that wouldn't get made. We'll put a link up on the website to A24 Productions and just have a look at their slate. I think they did Swiss Army Man. They do all of these films that wouldn't see the light of day and I think this is another one. It's... They're out in New York. They're kind of off-Broadway, which I think is pretty cool. If those kids were having a slumber party and they just watched Friend Request and then the other kid said, hey, let's watch this another ghost story, <laughs> that would be super dark times right there. <laughs> no more Friend Request. I'm going to give this 3.7. Oh, my God. That's actually not bad. You've actually that is given. so high. This is easily the best made film out of all of them. Yeah. This and is, and the this is an most interesting. He knows his stuff. He's yeah. stylistically. Come on. You, you've already given this, didn't you? You gave it one or something? I gave it one. Yeah. Which is point five out of three. Because I just thought it was abismal. I no, thought I, it was I'm, terrible. I hear you. Horse I, I, know, I know people. This would get banned in Queensland for other reasons. No, this would just what, be... What, for being too arty? Yeah. yeah. That's offensive. It was supposed to be. I don't mind art house films, but this You've only offended much. everyone in New South Wales and Queensland <laughs> tonight and Tassie. Yeah. Did you sit and watch that pie scene and get all angsty? I, no, because I can actually sit patiently oh, and appreciate something for what it's worth. I know you two. Don't attack our character. I'm not. I just know your character. <laughs> hey, I watched the new Twin Peaks. You would have been I pacing watched... at that moment. You're a little <laughs> I bit was in pacer. the laundry. Andy's <laughs> a pacer. I, I watched the new Twin Peaks series, which the hero is revealed in episode 18 of 22. That's, that's pacing. But D- David Lynch, is, he's been doing it long enough that he I'm, I'm okay with that. This one, yeah, I didn't hate it though. What did I give it? Something? Three point something? <laughs> That's not bad. I, I, I gave it 3.9, so I actually wasn't oh. that far off you. So, I thought you would have given it more than that by the way you backed it in. No, look, I think anything over 50% is good. Anything higher than 80 is magnificent. Higher than 80%? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were on that. We should do a whole podcast on mathematics. Because <laughs> w- I really think we're... And we have lots of mathematic 
mathematical friends. <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but mathematicians. Mathematicians. Yeah. My brother is very good at maths. Yeah. Maybe we could call him in. He could just if you ever find sit yourself there and give us the stats, like percentages and stuff. Yeah. But if you ever find yourself in a triangular room and think, I wonder how fucking the angle is up there. Boom! You've got a mathematician who it's knows how to work obtuse. it out. <laughs> I'd call it obtuse. Maybe acute. Acute. I did a bit of trigonometry <laughs> not so long Ooh. ago. Cos, sine, and tan. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah. Tangine. <laughs> we should. <laughs> really? We honestly <laughs> should move on. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to our last film now. And our last film was kind of bumped on at the end because personally I knew that these two were needed to get back to some darker times, some true horror. So we had a look at The Ritual, which is now screening on Netflix. Um, it made its debut on the uh, festival circuit, maybe at Toronto Film Festival as well. Had a run of dates in a few European countries last year, uh, but now has got a wider release through Netflix. So after witnessing the gruesome death of a close friend during a bungled robbery, Luke leads a group of disgruntled friends on a hiking expedition through the wilderness of northern Sweden, only to discover that something much worse than a nightmare's lurks in the woods. This is the ritual. Rob would have loved this place. He's a good man. The best of us. You know what they have? Walking trails in England. Pubs. Come on, man. Where's your soul? Ah! Oh, oh, it's twisted. It's twisted. Ah! All right, yep. Oh, easy, ah! easy. Look, we go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. Or through the forest. Yeah, why not? I should have gone to Vegas. Oh, you'd have found something to fall over in Vegas too, mate. Now, is it me, or is it really quiet in here? It's been gutted. Could be hunters out here. Bait, possibly. Or it's the bit they don't show you in the nature documentary. It's a warning. We shouldn't be here. Where the hell are we, Huts? We should pitch the tents. This is ridiculous, man. Luke, you're getting soaked. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Come on. It was a nightmare, Phil. Well, what happened to you then? We got spooked and we had bad dreams. All right? I woke up last night. Look, look at this. Nothing has done that to you. You've done it to yourself. Why do you have to deny everything I because say? Because I do not value your judgment. We need to be working together, man. Should I kick it off, or do you guys want to kick it off? No, how about you kick it off for once? Well, this is directed by David Bruckner, who's done some work. He hasn't made a feature in the past. He has done some segments of longer films. He did a segment in The Signal and in Southbound, which were both excellent. And he also did the first segment of VHS, which we mentioned earlier, which was probably the best one, um, which was later made into the feature film called Sirens. So this is his feature debut, and it's adept. This film is in safe hands. I thought it was really well made. I thought this was a combination of psychological horror, but also that very real horror of a monster lurking in the woods. Maybe the woods outside Candy's house. So, Candy, what did you actually think of this? Well, this is excellent. Thank God for the ritual, because (laughs) I had been having a pretty bad time. (laughs) Finally, some horror. Finally, some scariness. This is spooky. This is proper spooky, this film. And it is really well done. There's lots of parts of this movie that I really, really liked. 
the the fa- fantastic setup. We got to know the the guys in it quickly, but it was it was good. He actually called this his um, story of masculinity in crisis. Yeah. That was his focus, Great. and it was a story about kind of mid thirties to late thirties men outgrowing old friends. So I possibly could see myself more in this film than in Friend Request. <laughs> so um, very believable. Um, I loved it, like really, and the nightmare scenes that go back to the store, all so well done. And you're not sure if he's in a dream or she, he's not in a dream. That cabin in the woods, well, oh, that yeah. is great. It's so well done. I love not seeing the monster. I love not seeing the monster, and then he just lets me down well, we'll a little bit at get, the end. We'll get to that in a minute. But it, when when they're in the when they're walking through the woods, and they and it's just, I mean, just walking through the woods is scary enough. The That's, fact that he didn't get lost filming that. I would just wander off the beaten track. The woods look amazing. And when that thing sort of just drifts out from behind one of the, the, the trees and he sees it, and you're not sure what he's, you saw and you're not sure. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. the shadow of it, you see the shadow of it. I actually rewound it and looked at it again. And you can see, like, it looks a bit like a goat again. There or are some an elk. screen grabs that are actually on the internet of that still. And you can see hands wrapped around the trees. Because yeah. when I was looking to see, what is what has he noticed? There's nothing there. And now this you can actually this got, see it. And, See what I, you know, talking about the the February film, that would have been scary if I had stayed in that dormitory. Well, because that's a spooky place, like a, a hospital, an abandoned hospital. That's a scary place. The woods, basically alone or in just a few of you, that's spooky to walk through like that place like that. Um, especially when you're hearing noises and things like that. The lesson here is don't take a shortcut. Love it. This I really liked it. The best of the whole movie is that um, my old scoutmaster used to say, if the shortcut was a shortcut, it wouldn't be called a shortcut. It'd be called a route. Yeah, that's right. It's good. Hey. The way. That's the way. That's right. So <laughs> that was all good. I did once it get a once it got a little bit M Night Shyamalan-y and there was the people. That lost me a little bit, but I'm not going to hate on it because it still held it together and it was still done well. And when he shoots that guy in the barn, I was like, this is awesome. And oh. punches the old lady in the yeah, face. Yeah, punches the old lady <laughs> in the face. Yeah. But, so, that, but that, that was a moment of like black humour. Yeah. It hadn't existed through the whole film, so it kind of felt like it was a little bit out of place. No, but there was a little bit of humour between the, the banter between the guys. A little bit early. Um, but it was pretty realistic, right? Like she appeared and he he's not... a hero so he didn't know what to yeah, do and he yeah, went oh just i'll just fucking punch it yeah and so like when it, he shoots the other guy was pretty realistic that was exactly, great yeah. um the monster looks amazingly Wait, good oh no i agree with, i agree with candy on everything. and i said the sounds of this the sound design is so good and creepy that that's scarier than visuals sometimes this yeah. what you hear mm. and the roar in the bush and you're like is that a bear or is that a yeah. whatever the hell that else could be and that, that's real to me and I've spent time in those sort of places and you think I, when you're in a tent and you can hear things rustling you're not sure mm. if it's someone standing outside the front of your tent or if it's just like the end of the world I still would have liked if it was people that were responsible for it and I think you yeah. said before that people are the worst so yeah that well it lost me when the actual monster appeared, appeared like yeah. it completely lost me because I was like that's not real. But that's, that's what horror is all about. Out of it a little bit. Horror is all about. That's why I'm not yet a fan of horror because yeah. it's unrealistic. This, so it's not scary to me. This film is well. It could be. It didn't have to necessarily be a monster. It could just be a creature that we don't know about. But it also, for that, like first half to two thirds. Yeah. Scary. You mean the first two parts? Acts? Yeah. It could actually be a psychological. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Not actually yeah. suffering from this. And the convenience store, when it appears in the woods, mm. looks amazing. Like to absolutely, to, yep. sit, to film in a convenience store, full stop, looks amazing because yep. you have all the colours of yep. the products and the fluoro lights. But when that was kind of juxtaposed with the forest, yeah, that's it great. Looks sick. So excellent. Um, I actually think the scariest was the my favourite part was when they all had nightmares. Well, yeah, that is and they came and they were each one at a time were like terrifying. And that's the psychological bit, right? Well, these guys were just breaking down, weren't they? Yeah. And they didn't know why, and they were just being reduced to Mm. bumbling masses. Yeah. I asked my wife, we watched this together, and I said, would you stay in that cabin? And she said, absolutely no way. Yeah. And this is is a woman, like, she doesn't even like walking from the car to the house if it's raining. So I said, and pissing down in the rain, you want to stay out in the rain? She's like, yeah, I guess the the less of two evils would be to stay in that fucking Blair Witch haunted house. I love when they say to him, I... 
bet you a thousand dollars or dare you a thousand dollars to go and sleep upstairs with that thing and mm. they're like no fucking no, yeah. way and that, that, all that stuff is good I mean it is borrowed from the Blair Witch now that we sort of 20 years on we oh, kind of borrows from a lot yeah, of yeah and the, and the and the like the symbols in the trees excellent all that stuff is excellent uh, to me I would have preferred it that they all sort of just die and you're never quite sure what it is yeah I, I think so as well However, it's just a, like I thought it was actually going to turn out to be um, just a, like a spirit or now just evil yeah because that happens a lot in horror movies as well mm. for crap but hasn't seen them all but it, sometimes it's just evil like the place can just be evil that's right and that's why Blair Witch is so good exactly because yeah. you don't know anything about the wo- the witch whereas The place. Happening mm. which is one of the worst movies of all time yep. this is that that is like the terrible version of this that's right that's the wind I but kind of like, though, that the one guy that survives is the one that's truly haunted because he yeah. feels responsible for his mate's death. Well, exactly. So he's going to be haunted for his whole so life. So at the end, do you think, though, that he's taken on some kind of courage? No. He kept, no, he's broken. He's just yeah. dead. He's, he's, he's already dead, so yeah, why kill exactly. him? Yeah. I didn't. I liked it. Uh, and, uh, like, I agree with you, and I know why people would say the same, that when you, once you see those people and they worship this big monster... I can understand why people... But I also... And I think you'd be the same, Chris, that... I, you know, I like monster movies. I like a beast. And this one looked good. Um, the little hands and the creepy face, that is cool, good stuff. The big, giant elk body. It looked okay. It's just... Don't show me so much. Just it just did, keep it a little bit... Like, even if you had have heard his friend being killed, yeah. but you're not sure what it is, you didn't need to see it so much. That, uh, and and But at the same time... When he's when that guy's wife comes in and it's like he's seeing his wife, but it turns out to not be his wife. Yeah, it's yeah. actually the monster mm-hmm. right there. That's still good. It's still well done. I just don't know if he needed it. Bruckner came out and said that he admires films that reveal the monster in the final scenes. He said it like takes it's an act of patience, and he said they couldn't really do it. They come up with this design that they loved, yeah, and because it's based on the book, the book has that kind of Norse mythology. Yep that Yotun, it's like this devil that can take on different forms and they kind of came up with that idea for it. It can be like either beautifully alluring or it can be really grotesque and I think that's why it's worshipped. Apparently it gave birth to that dude Loki that's in Thor, but I don't know what the connection is. I've seen another film, I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, where it's set up in the Arctic Circle in Canada, like right up in the northern Mm. parts of Canada and these guys are working up there in some sort of science research for faculty and there's some kind of mon- this alien versus predator. no no <laughs> it's like a it's like this sort of elk yeah right. and it's like this creature that they that starts stalking them but you never really see it you just see it hidden in the shadows of the house I'll, I'll find out what it's called and i'll put it on the on the site but um that movie was similar to this it has a similar feel but in that one you ne- there is no reveal it's just this presence which is terrifying and there's the voice there's a voice in that one but this one it sort of revealed too much but for for what it's worth it was still well, worked that's what's going to make or break this film is the creature what did you think of the creature crab um i didn't like it that's when i lost it and the only reason i came back was cuz he punched the old lady in the face <laughs> i was done with it and then he did that and accidentally shot the other guy and i was back I think they're giving it to the audience. There's, there's a certain market for this. There's a Netflix crowd mm. that need to see that. And it's it's not the crowd that's going to be, you know, watching a ghost story. They need that yeah. gratification. <laughs> if you Like, remember the movie The Mothman Prophecies? Yeah. And, yeah, well, because that, you never see the monster in that. But is it a giant it, moth? Yeah, well, it is. But, but you know, he never really the, reveals it. It's think never. Of, think of creature features where the creature is done well so like um, Jaws Jaws the oh, host reveal the host is so good yeah. the Korean film the Descent and that's the, in Teen the, Wolf yeah how good is Teen Wolf especially when that guy shows his cock oh. <laughs> pause it we'll put that link we'll put a link to the we'll scene the, link <laughs> but the greatest creature is Predator of all time that creature design makes that film an alien I still like Predator more but then look at films where it doesn't work, like I Am Legend, because they have too much CGI. Those yeah. creatures are horrible. I didn't even like the Cloverfield original monster. And that's a massive You don't see too creature. much of that, though. Yeah, I know. I didn't mind that because you saw it, but it was done cheaply via the camera phones. And, and it was new. It. Yeah, it got away with it, because it was a new style for it to be a real mega blockbuster, but through a camera phone or through, you know, the but what I still it, found think footage. It's hard. 
to have a creature in a film done well, especially when you're relying on CGI. I know we all want practical effects, but it's not really that practical. Man. You can't pull it off. So, anyway, the ritual, Crab, what did you think? Um, four and a half. It was my favourite of all the movies. Yeah. I'll go 5.2. Whoa! Holy I thought the, I thought the characters are great. I thought yeah. the landscape was awesome. This was filmed in Romania. There's so many films Looks done amazing. in Romania. Looks amazing. Beautiful. Now. Yeah. I think uh, Universal Studios are going to go there for a lot of They're films. They're just going to buy But Romania. also, it t- it's, so. to me, <laughs> so many... their crews are amazing. They, they yeah. work really hard. So many of the films tonight, I felt like the pacing was off. This one, the pacing was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Really good. And also... It's an when, astute director. He you, knows what yeah, but I, like, if, it was in, if it was in the hand of the director who did... Um, friend request yeah it would have been shit imagine if it was in the hand of the director that did a ghost story oh, we'd still be fucking we'd still be it. eating pie <laughs> fuck that fucking sounds like a pretty good movie <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's the last film that we're going to talk about tonight we, we'll do a quick recap so let's um let's go through them so crab would you watch or avoid the black coat's daughter watch candy mm, just watch Watch parts. Yeah, I think it's worth watching. Okay. Word, mate. One word. <laughs> I will say watch. Uh, super Dark Times. Watch. 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 Raw. Watch. Don't watch. Avoid. 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 Watch. Always Shine. Avoid. Terrible. <laughs> it's not an option. Avoid. <laughs> He's better at math. Than what did you say? <laughs> Definitely watch. Yeah, you like that. That's yeah. shit house, that film. It's because there's two women in it for the whole movie. Don't paint me as that picture. Well, you're doing a good job of it yourself. Friend request. Avoid. 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 I will agree with that. And that has a female as a central character. Yeah, but you don't see her boobs. The whole time you were writing notes about the cute, good-looking guy in that film. No, 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 no. He wasn't... Well, he wasn't bad. But he was actually... Um, in Gossip Girl. He was Serena's brother in Gossip Girl. Okay. And he's really grown up for mm. the better. Oh, okay. Anyway, moving on. Seems like a loser in this, but anyway. A ghost story? Avoid. Well, I'll, I'll probably say avoid. because Although I gave it a f- relatively high mark, I think most people will hate its guts. Watch it. The Ritual? Watch. Definitely Watch. I would agree. It's definitely worth a watch. That's probably one of the... I don't think it's a a Netflix production, but it's one of the better films that they've gotten behind. Anyway, which villain would you like to square off against if you had a choice? Meaning, which one do you think you can survive? Emo lady is actually a witch, and you can't avoid that. She can fuck you up. So, not her. Um, Via my laptop. Yeah, scorned actress is insane and also a little bit butch and she could find a gun and I just don't really like her. So I'm not into her. Um, the Columbine kid is insane as well and had a lot of swords and things around his house so I think I'd avoid him. Who else is there? The big crazy... Oh, the elk? No way. He's That's just a, that's a beast so you'd avoid him. You could outrun that, I reckon. Uh, what else is there? The girl out of Raw. She... I feel like you wouldn't know she was evil and then she'd bite your neck and you'd die. So I'd avoid her. Casey Affleck is a dude in a sheet. And to be fair, his girlfriend just moved away and never heard from him again. So you'd just move. So I pick him. Okay. That's actually well considered. Candy? Yeah, definitely the the lady from Always Shine. I would agree. Because I just talk. She's just sad. She just wants to be had a drink bought for her and she'll be fine. <laughs> He's got away with the ladies. <laughs> she's not evil. She just she misunderstood. Just, yeah, misunderstood. She actually only hates that one. Exactly, woman as well. that's true. But I feel like I would be that woman. I'd Where the other thing is, is that the elk <laughs> that has a body like it has these little creepy hands and it rips people's it totally apart and hangs you up on trees. So yeah. are you both saying Her? that? Actress? I. I Maybe well, I would the be maybe Luke the out of the ritual. I feel that I would survive. All my friends would fall apart. Like, <laughs> you in the bush. Even without the elk, even without the elk, you'd come walking out all <laughs> dishevelled and stuff. It's like I've been in there for forty minutes. 
That's not a that's a true uh, horror story. That is that true. Is true. <laughs> what a liar. <laughs> I could survive. I could survive. Candy, do you feel that we need to redefine horror after watching some of those tonight? I just want to get back to the roots of horror. I want to get back to that sort of late seventies. Uh that door just shut by itself. <laughs> Behind you. <laughs> it did. It's open. No, but it's shutting. Look and it's opening it's again. It's probably a possum. It's probably a giant elk <laughs> with mini hands. It's actually the lady out of all. That stands on two feet. <laughs> uh, that threw me the door shutting. Um, but I just want to get back to some horror. I I need some I need some proper horror. The ritual cleansed me a little bit. You said it would, and it did. Um, the most of the other films were not horror, and I and, and from someone who's worked in a video store, I know that. Whenever a movie gets to class as weird... He's so nostalgic, isn't he? Yeah. He loves his video shows. But whenever, as soon as a movie gets class as weird, or like you can't just classify it as being a comedy, a thriller, or a drama, Rom-com. it was always just thrown into horror. Yeah. So we're like, Eraserhead, you always you'd find that in the horror section of the, of the video store. It's not really a horror at all. I, but still, I still think, to some degree, all of these films that we've watched are like a sub-genre. Horror, yeah, yeah. I think the lines are blurred now. And we're not talking about those very conventional genre picks, like The Conjuring. Hmm. But I think they still lie in that same world. So I think they get a pass to an extent. And any horror fans would still find something within these. Well, next episode's going to be all about women, horrible women in horror, because this month uh, we've been celebrating that very notion, uh, women in horror, and the uh, Melbourne uh, Horror Society have been doing a really good job with that. So we're going to be looking at uh, the French film Inside. We're going to watch The Woman, Ginger Snaps, Tragedy Girls, Honeymoon, It Follows, Dead Girl, and the Catherine Bigelow classic Near Dark. So there's a fairly Ooh. full roster. So anyone that wants to join in and, and listen to the next episode, that's just the heads up of what we're going to be talking about. But obviously it's still a big year for the genre. There's many coming out. We expect it to probably be a pretty big box office taking with releases such as The Purge, the big-ass shark movie Meg, uh, a US remake of Agento Suspiria. Uh, we've got Summer of 84. By the RKSS crew, Conjuring spin off The Nun, and of course, Halloween and Predator. You'd be pretty happy about those, wouldn't you, Candy? Yes, I would be. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween, I think, could be amazing or horrible. Yeah, it could be terrible, that's true. And when we come around that release date, we'll look back at some Carpenter films. When Jurassic Park comes out, we'll look at some creature features. So there's many things to come this year but get in touch with the Facebook get in touch with us via Facebook we have a Facebook page now it's up and running ask us questions or you know disagree with us we want to hear from you absolutely um, Crab we're still looking for sponsors we're still drinking cheap <laughs> beer we're using microphones now but you know we could we could take some more it's things. cheap because you didn't pay for it we have to eat uh, nuggets for our dinner oh. don't mention the place we got them from because they haven't sponsored us yet. No, oh, is that true. how it works? I thought if we you just mentioned them, no. we'd get money for it. No, that's not how it <laughs> works. <laughs> that means we have to stop eating them from now on. <laughs> so any final sentiments for this episode? This beer has a goat on it. Oh, and we've mentioned goats already. Oh, but they're everywhere. And I've drank a few of them t- um, during this podcast. I'd like to make a comment. I would like to watch some more scary films. So I hope that the women in horror segment Next month, well, we feel like it'll be a mirror held up to yourself that you'll be able to see yourself in some of these. No, I've learned that I actually enjoy scaring myself, and I don't mind going to sleep and waking up twenty minutes later because I've had a nightmare. Because then I have, I look at the clock and go, "Oh, so many more hours to sleep." Especially if you're in a cabin in Sweden in the middle of the woods and think, "Yeah, fuck, did I get here?" It's it's begun. But they're kind of. Like, I sleep with my um, door open, so anyone could climb up and kill me. The front me. door? Well, my bedroom door out onto the street, because I'm not scared. But you're not on ground floor. No, you can climb <laughs> up. But if you've seen... Uh, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel. The vampire film. <laughs> 
the horror, boys. The horror nursery <laughs> rhyme Rapunzel. Sutherland, you might just fly up to you. There's a wonderful documentary online about the uh, the history of Lost Boys. We'll put a link of that too. Oh, so like many you, links. No, links links are good. <laughs> so, so Crab, are you liking the bigger blockbuster horror films like It or the smaller indie No, It was terrible, but also so was A Ghost Story. Do you think these big films are a necessary evil? Yes. Yes. So every time we have an, an it that makes like a billion dollars, it allows for like a get out to be made. Well, actually, no, probably not. Does I it? it? I think it does. I How think it, though? I think it greenlights films that might be stuck in like pre-production. Yeah, maybe. Purgatory. Like The Black Coat's Daughter, that had to sit on the shelf for a long time. Friend Request sat on the shelf for yeah. a long time. I don't think Ritual could get a like mainstream release. Mm. And so when they see these figures attached to horror, they think, let's get all these horror-related films out, which is great yeah, for us. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. So okay. it's the ripple effect trickles yeah. down. Well, it's, yeah. And we can bask It's how the in. world works these days. It is. Money talks. It does. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll see you for episode four next month. Again, Women in Horror. Hit us up with your feedback and your sponsorships. Thank you. <laughs> and good night. Do <laughs> do